I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. In a week where we get to be filled with joy and rejoice, fans of Star Wars, EA no longer has your baby captive. It is now free to play with other developers. And create good things contrary to history. Maybe. Ideally. But anyway. Uh, This is the Gamers 2 Podcast. For, fuck, I don't know the date. It's January 15th. It's a Friday, as per tradition. Your weekly roundup of news and commentary related to the video game industry and anything else that might, might pique our interest. Peak. Peak. The one true. Peak, peak. Ooh, boy. <laughs> why, why, ooh, boy? Hey, you want to hear some good things, though? We got a short list. That's good. Short list of new releases. Because I know we're going to be going on a lot of tangents. Probably. Star Wars related. And or Lucas Disney property related. Number one. New release. Glyph for the Switch. Number two. King Arthur. Knight's Tale for the PC. Number three. Scaleboy Refractured for the PC. Number four. MXGP 2020 for the PS5. Who doesn't love a good Viking game? And number five, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, complete edition for PC, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and Stadia. Stadia. Project Stadia. <laughs> oh, boy. At least we're getting new games again, I guess. I'll take evens. Oh, decisiveness. I mean... It's as much decisive as me flipped through for a story and went, not reading that. Oh, that makes me curious. <laughs> and there's enough stories where... Oh, you're it's, gonna... it's stats. That's what it is. <laughs> Doesn't want to read those Damn it. stats. Damn it, he found me out. I'm surprised you didn't throw the MPD numbers in from Cumulative of last year. Um, because they came out. Don't ask how I know. <laughs> I mean... As exciting as Steam stats are. That's what you chose, though. Exactly. The As obvious as the Steam numbers are going to be, Okay. the MPD numbers are even more obvious. 
what the reason I saw the MPD numbers mm-hmm. was because MLB the show this year, 20, 21, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever this year was. Yeah, 2020. Was 18th in game sales. Okay. I guess that's kind of cool. Which is, a, which is pretty high for MLB. Yeah. And the fact that it's uh, exclusive. Yeah. And it's PlayStation exclusive. I think the number one sports game was Madden this year. All I just saw was like, oh, this much of an increase in sales for the video game industry. And it's like, yeah, obviously. You're getting to, you're coming to my side. Be careful. Well, you'll get it in the Steam stuff as well. <laughs> Great. Anyways. I look forward to hating that section. Let's not get ahead of ourselves because we're still on number one. What? N- number one? What? <laughs> awesome Games <laughs> Done Quick 2021 raised over. million for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. The event ran from January 3rd to the 10th and was broadcast on Twitch. Uh, For the first time, AGDQ... Good job. Thanks. Really proud of that one. uh, ...was fully digital with runners streaming from home due to the the ongoing... Oh, my God. Get it out early. Ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Summer games done quick... It's going to be a rough one. You're right, Matt. This is story one. (laughs) Was also (laughs) organized online back in August, but clearly not all digital because they just claimed that this other one. No, no, no. no. They're correct. This is the first AGDQ that was all digital. That was the first SGDQ that was all digital. It's all in the finer things that you can claim when you get real specific. I am the only Nate Killian in the world. With ten toes. <laughs> Find me another one. Uh, anyways, the summer event raised $2.3 million for Doctors Without Borders. Yes, sir. This one was, uh, did you mention it? Cancer. Yes, Prevent Cancer Foundation. Yeah. Yep. It was fun. I watched a lot of it. Whenever that is on, whenever one of the GDQ marathon sessions like that is on, it is on my other monitor or my TV. So sat around and fell asleep to AG, AG or to AGDQ because it runs through the entire night. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Cool, whatever." Castlevania speed run, <laughs> <laughs> not because it's boring, but because uh, you know, it's two a.m. and I need to sleep. I um rating. It's up on the other screen. This is a tangent, but also shocker tangentially relevant haha <laughs> get it double tangent um so i my 2020 pc setup i don't know i i just use that as a descriptor but i decided that's what i'm gonna do because that's what it's, all the youtubers do it's also terrible that you use that as a descriptor because i think you changed it three times during that year Shh, hush. <laughs> hush child um i had a i had a single monitor Went to a single monitor from from the dual dual screens. I don't think I knew that. So interesting. Yeah, interesting development to learn. Yeah, in twenty twenty one. I mean, I don't know. You might you might understand, but like it, it, it's pretty big. It's a it's a a seismic shift as far as using the PC goes. Oh yeah, you have to change everything. Alt tab a lot more. Yeah. Also, cannot really multitask so much if you're not if as, you're gaming not as efficiently yeah um 
which I, it was fine for the most of the year. I, I haven't had an issue with it until fairly recently. I've been starting to want to watch videos again while I'm trying to play games. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't have no. another monitor. So I think that might be, which reminded me of that because like you can't, that's, I would only ever watch live streams like that if I was doing something else. Right. Yeah, I usually watch them. I, w- I would put it on when I went to bed or I would have it up on my other monitor while I was doing work or mm-hmm. rating or whatever. Yeah. Totally wasn't having to heal heroic and watch speedruns. And no, in my luck, I seem to pick games that just severely dislike playing nicely with alt-tab. <laughs> so... The amount of times, uh, if I don't pause Cyberpunk or like hit a pause menu before alt tabbing, I come back into the game and I just have a pistol drawn because alt is your draw weapon button. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, I have a gun. Yeah. Now I'm going to put the gun away now. Nobody freak out. <laughs> uh, I had a katana at one point, And I don't know if you've seen a katana in the game. Like yeah. How, how your character holds it, though. Um, he holds it like okay. this versus like a machete, you know, here, sword here, I think too. But katana, he holds out in front of him. I guess the way you would hold the katana if you were, mm-hmm. if you knew what you were doing, maybe, or you were an asshole. I don't, I don't know. That thought he knew what he was doing. <laughs> I don't know. Is that how you're supposed to hold a katana? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't hold katanas. You think I went to Dollar City or ninety nine cents? You're not a ball that? ninja. No, I'm not a mod. I don't do mod ninja shit. I got rid of. I got rid of. Never mind. I'm gonna get way off topic on that. Uh, and I had it, and it was doing. It technically did less damage than my machete. Mm-hmm. And I accidentally pulled it out. I was in a like covert, covert air quotes. Anything can be covert if I just go slow enough. But you know, <laughs> let's be honest, things go wrong. I was in a in a club, clubbing. No, there's nobody else there. It was a bad person club. And by bad person club, I mean they took over the club, kind of. Okay. So I was eliminating people slowly. There's it's no a criminal there's no, den. Yeah, there's no clubbing going on. They're just kind of sitting around. So I was walking up, stealth, haha, choke, snap neck, move on. That type of thing. I went to grab a guy that was sitting, and he noticed me because he was sitting at a uh, like booth seating with no side on it. Mm hmm. And I was just walked up next to him, and I was like, please don't look left. Please don't look left. And he just turned, and he's like, hey. And I was like, ah, oh, well, <laughs> shit. Can't grab you without like walking in front of you. And the moment he got to me, I whipped out my katana and just one-hit him. And I was like, I don't know if I'm supposed to one-hit kill you with this, but uh, okay. And nobody else got spooked. So I was still in stealth and went about the rest of my time. Interesting. I wonder if there's like some weird mechanic where if you like – Draw, melee, draw, melee like, kill, or if I had a silence pistol, I guess if I, yeah, I don't know if it if it was like a draw, draw strike thing, or bonus. Something? I have no idea. Uh, it was also funny because that mission glitched, and there was somebody on the phone that I think I had the option to interrogate them, and I didn't know that, so I just killed them. Mm-hmm. But then I sat there having a conversation, I think, with the dead body. Because it was only me and the body in the room. There's nobody else. And V's having a full conversation with a person. That's not Johnny. Not himself. And not somebody on the phone. Nice. So I'm just like, okay. Um, and I couldn't do anything. Because I think I was supposed to be in this interrogation of like me holding them in a chokehold while interrogating them. But 
I wasn't holding them because they were dead on the floor. So V just got locked and was like, yeah, tell me about this stuff. And I'm like, they're dead, dude. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. Just get an image of you like beating a dead body. Tell me what, <laughs> tell me what I want to know. <laughs> like your friend awkwardly standing there like, uh, <laughs> it's the, uh, uh, I was going to say like the old distressed parent that finds that their child is still missing, but the kidnapper has now been killed without ever giving information away. And it's usually, that's usually a sad scene when you yeah. think about it, but it, something about it just makes me chuckle when like angry dad goes over and grabs the collar of the clearly dead kidnapper and is just shaking him vehemently and punching him. Like, give me the information. You're like, he's, dude, he's gone. It reminds me of that Batman skit where he's like, he's sleeping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very sleepy. <laughs> what happens when the metal blades <laughs> touch the flesh neck? Uh, uh, hey. Uh, they go to sleep. <laughs> what? No. Do you not know what death is? My fish are on a farm. <laughs> they romp. They play. There's a hammock made of dreams. <laughs> oh, I love it. College humor. Pete Holmes. Good times. Number two. In case anybody wasn't. To once again continue to be surprised by anything we were going to do. GameStop reported its holiday results, saying that sales were down 3.1% year over year to $1.77 billion, despite strong demand for the new PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X and S consoles. Supplies of the new systems could not meet demand, which it pointed to as one reason for the decline. It also attributed the slide in sales to regional government-mandated COVID-19 store closures. I got another reason. I have about six other ones. What's they yours? Suck. Good. That's one of my reasons. Down to five. I'm curious if you can l- come up with like five legitimate. <laughs> can I use some of the ones they already said? <laughs> uh, because you went into it really confident, so I was like, "Damn, maybe he actually has six. Because COVID is a problem. I yeah. like. The, I like that they blame the government, but like. Yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? You can't have sweaty basement dwellers walking into GameStop. That's a problem. I'm gonna use that one. I'm gonna get I'm gonna take two. Okay. Three. Spent a lot of money with this whole Microsoft thing on redoing their entire back end. Okay. Does that affect sales numbers? No. Does that sink money in? Yes. But that should have been on Microsoft's account, so I'm not positive, but I'm gonna say it's a reason. All right. Uh, <laughs> you could just like they had to pay Reggie Fizeme. He's worth consultant money. He's easily worth a three percent drop. They also, yes, it is a problem. I don't like how they phrase the supply and demand. Of the new consoles. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's a problem. But I know retailers have also been sitting on supplies. One of my people has managed to now procure an Xbox Series X. 
from retail. That's interesting. On the box, do not put on shelf before November 10th. So, it was so a we're in console. January, and he still was. He still got a launch box. Interesting. So, who's really holding up demand or you know supply? Because we know Sony said they sold everything to retailers. Yep. And now retailers mm-hmm. are playing trickle consoles. Or Microsoft and Sony are not telling the truth. And have been sitting on consoles. Cyberpunk cost them money for returns. Mm-hmm. Five. <laughs> I need one more. I think it's pretty telling if Funkos didn't sell as well as they thought they would. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> I, I got there eventually, really roundabout way. But COVID has had, from a bird's eye view, Sales figure, I guess you could say, uh, point of view. COVID has been nothing but good for the video game industry. Sales. Yes. Yes. And if they can't, if they're still pulling a loss, like not even breaking even, even, then they're they're pretty pretty far behind. I, I think it's a... And this will be a see what Microsoft's influence actually ends up being later. Mm-hmm. But they're – I don't I don't go on their online store almost ever. I've actually it, bought from it uh, twice. I, I bought one thing from it. I bought my new Joy-Con after I took mine for a swim in uh, vodka and Coke. Whoa. Listen, Mario Kart gets intense. Also, <laughs> that's about the only time I think I bought from them online. But I feel like if you're buying games, they're not the place you go to unless you can go in person. Yeah. You're going there as a last resort to Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy, Target, whatever. I think which is which is weird. Because they're GameStop. Yeah. I mean, from my personal opinion, and this is just my opinion and point of view, um, I've only purchased from them twice. And it's been things... One time, it was exclusive items. Like, things that only they had. Yeah. And the other time was they had a sale on... It was actually the uh, Gundams. Gundam models. Ah, doing your Gunpla. And the... um, other time was the Funko Pops, the Revan and Malik oh, Funko yeah, Pop. Once again, exclusive. I think, yeah, exclusive. So. so, like, that could be their future. I mean, I think that was the way they were angling when they did the Think Geek thing. But Yeah, I mean, it's still, I think, I believe it's still all Think Geek there anyway. They're just the, the storefront or, you know, partnered storefront with them. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, that, I mean, we've said it before. That was part of the whole joke is that used game section is going to get real small and you're just going to see merch start flying in. Because at a certain point, I I don't know. I just, we've Reich's been on the wall for years. What do you do in a used game market? Eventually it will die and be ran by like mom pop styles, not 
a giant corporation. And there's kind of like, I've noticed the same reoccurring thing with all these types of stores, like Box Lunch, um, Hot Topic to a certain extent, Box I don't, Lunch. I don't know that one. Um, Before my time, maybe? I think it was Box Lunch. Or different location, maybe? I think so. No, that's it's in. Uh, there's a well. I don't know if there is now since COVID, but there was a store in uh, Destiny called Box Lunch. Yeah, I think it was Box Lunch. Let me. I'll Google it while I'm talking. But all these stores have the same issue where they have really cool shit. It's very like specific and geeky and like you know, pop culture, and it's expensive. And I I see like the stores are always crowded, but no one's ever buying things. They go in, they look at everything, they say, oh, this stuff's really cool, and then they leave. Yeah, it's box lunch. Um, because it's it's expensive, and, like, a lot of that stuff I'd love to have, but, like, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't. That's a SpongeBob SquarePants succulent. Yeah, they, they have, like, a ton of, like, anime stuff and video game stuff and Disney and stuff. And Coco. Yeah, like, just. Diodos, Bartos. Eat the tamales. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, there you go. There's uh, ladybug. There's my. Yeah, I. It's always critique. a. It's the boutiques. Bingo. This is where. Bango bongo. I don't want to leave the con. Whoa, no 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 no. Sorry, we're not doing Fallout Four songs. Every time I hear bingo, bango, it's immediately where I go. Same thing with Butcher Pete. But nobody really randomly says Butcher Pete. You don't remember that song? No. Was that the only one listening to the radio? I mean, half the time. Just hacking and whacking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that Just one. hacks, whacks, chopping See, that beat. The thing with Fallout music is it's great. And once I've heard it like five times, though, radio gets turned off. Oh yeah, there's there's something to be said for constantly like switching radio stations. Or mm-hmm. I think I only listened to Diamond City Radio and Fallout Four. Yeah, that's the best one. Because after I went and talked to the guy, and like messed his entire life up, it got really entertaining to listen to. <laughs> uh, I'm not even listening for the music anymore. I need the commercials where he's just confused. Number, it's my turn. Yeah, number three. Take two. Out of like 15, too. This one's like total mind blower. No one saw this one coming. Uh, Take two has withdrawn its bid for Codemasters following EA's offer of $1.2 billion. Uh, Codemasters board of directors have also withdrawn their recommendation to sell to Take two. In a statement, Take two said that it will continue, quote, continue to pursue selectively organic and inorganic opportunities that are designed to enhance the company's long-term growth and deliver results to its shareholders, end quote. Inorganic. So, well, I'll get there, but it was what, $800 million? Something or like that. 700 million yeah, yeah the, $800 million, I think. Was the initial thing. We talked about this last week when we literally referenced this. And, uh, yeah, no shit, they backed out because they weren't going to match that. All right, well, that's in the water bottles. Um, yeah, they weren't going to match that. There was no way. So... I mean, they, not a, it's not a surprise. They could match it. They, if they wanted to. Right, but they don't. Yeah. 
Now they're just like, whatever, don't worry about Midnight Club anymore. It's gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> take your hopes and dreams and take them somewhere else. Yeah. That was never going to happen. Uh, I do like their statement where they're like, yeah, we're still looking for shit to buy. Yeah, which is no shit. Obviously, you would. Now on to the organic and inorganic. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> organic partnerships. So, like, natural partnerships. So, so you know, the Codemasters, or was it Codemasters that said inorganic, right? They just happen to run into so-and-so at a bar, and it becomes an organic thing. We're like, yeah, we can work on your game. Yeah, sure. All right, cool, cool. Inorganic, they cut in between two people talking at the bar and go, gimme. <laughs> Is that the... I don't know. I don't know what inorganic usually means. I think forced. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So like, they come to a company that they like and they want, and the company's like, "Oh, we're not interested in selling." They're like, "No, you're you're." But you don't have a choice. Yeah, you don't have a choice. I have. Uh, we just bought sixty percent of your shares. <laughs> I have shut up money, <laughs> and you're just going to shut up now. <laughs> Talk to the hand, Scotty. <laughs> I just no. Or the old, uh, oh god, what is it? Is it, um, is it Elf? It's Will Ferrell when he's doing the shut, 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 shut your mouth, shut your mouth right now. Shush. I've never seen Elf. I can't remember if it's that or if it's Step Brothers. I think it's Step Brothers, and he's going through the interview phase. And he starts telling the person to shut their mouth. <laughs> yeah, I, well, pretty sure it's Step Brothers. I'm, I'm going to lock in Step Brothers. All right. Final answer. Survey says wrong game show. Number four. Riot Games and Bungie have filed a joint lawsuit in the Central District of California against Gator Cheats and its owner and operator, Cameron Santos. Santos is accused of selling Gatorant, a cheating software for Valorant that is not detectable by the game's anti-cheat program, Vanguard. Gator Cheats charges $90 a month for access to Gatorant, $250 for three months, and $500 to keep the software forever. Gator Cheats also sells a suite of software cheats for Destiny 2 for $100 for three months and $200 to keep. I guess, yeah, okay. The lawsuit highlighted that Bungie had already sent a cease and desist letter to Gator Cheats in November, but the site allegedly continued to sell and support the software behind closed doors. Both Gatorant and the suite of Destiny 2 software allow players to automatically aim weapons, reveal opponents' locations, and see a vast array of information that otherwise would be obscured. Yeah, those prices, man. I'm in the wrong line of work. Yeah, especially if you take the idea that if you can convince 10 people out of 4 million to cheat, that's $1,000. In Destiny, it's $1,000. And then, <laughs> who's paying these, these prices for this? Uh, fragile, egoed people and children with parents' credit cards. I... It was totally flabbergasted by how expensive that shit is. I mean, sometimes you can find them for free. I would assume. Never done it. Mm-hmm. 
my skill is not good enough. Anybody that's mm-hmm. known me, not good enough. <laughs> sure. I play with too high of a sensitivity. So the idea of automatically aim, I'm doing, you know, once again, if we had video, you'd all get to see this. This is my, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a quick reenactment for Matt. We're going to, we're going to call this the, the call of duty breach and clear reenactment. Okay. He's leaving the room. He has left the room. He is running in the room with his arms flying around, flailing, and he's running out the room again. <laughs> 700 bullet shot. Not a single one hit. And I'm out. Dead or? I got shot in the back when I left. <laughs> Not even, in, just once. One single shot to the back. I mean, that's progress. If that was me, I would have come in the door, not fired a single shot, and shot in the face immediately. And I'm pretty sure the guy felt bad and was just watching me like, are you going to hit me? I, I feel like it's the old, uh, the old like Western mm-hmm. joke where you shoot the outline around the person. And I was just spinning around as fast as I could, shooting everything. And I drew six outlines. I drew the entire Alamo battle scene in mm-hmm. bullets on the wall. And the guy's like, that's actually impressive. Where are you going? And then shot me <laughs> in the back. <laughs> uh, I suck at games. All right. Um, I can't say I'm much better. So I don't know about that. Uh, uh, depends on the game. Number World of Warcraft? Yes. Yeah. Racing games? 50-50. 50-50. FPSs? Yes. Strategy games? Probably not. Uh, 50-50. We'll go 50-50 on that. Uh, it's probably like 70-30 U. Uh, bu- bu- it's bu- been bu- a bu- long time. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't either. And I never learned how to play Total War correctly. And I never played, what was it? Age of Empires. Never played it. I mean, I played, but I don't know if I was playing correctly. My my strategy game of, of simplicity, Civ. I was actually thinking about playing Total War again because uh, I've been, you know, doing all the history podcasts. Oh, I'm like, oh. oh. You're itching. Yeah, I was like, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Anyways, uh, number five. You guys heard of Phalanx? <laughs> <laughs> Roman's turtle shell thing, whatever the fuck they called it, tortoise shell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember the name of it. Uh, Bungie is shutting down its Halo statistics archive, halo.bungie.net. The news was touched on in a studio blog where Bungie explained the site will be laid to rest on February 9th, 2021. Uh, Despite handing the keys to the Halo Kingdom over to 343 Industries back in 2010 following the launch of Halo Reach, Bungie preserved player stats from its Halo titles on halo.bungie.net so fans could keep tabs on their performance during the studio's reign. Out of curiosity, I did go and look up my stats. Uh, It looks like they just had... It looked like there was just Halo Reach stats there. Interesting. So, that was disappointing. I know my... I know my number three, or my top three kills, or top, I know my top four kills from Halo 3. I don't know the numbers, but I know what the weapons were. Okay. Sticky grenade, mm-hmm. frag That's... grenade, melee. What, you just fucking run around throwing grenades? <laughs> if I had grenades, they got thrown. 
I, I guess that's a good life philosophy. They respawn on the map. You have a grenade, you throw it. Uh, mostly sticking grenades. Sticking grenades were above frag grenades because I, I kept stickies as long as I could always. Yeah. Stickies and the spike things. Um, the stickies were way more fun than frags. I just I just love the idea of sticking somebody across the map. It was glorious. Uh, assault rifle and melee. If I missed you with the stick, I held down the trigger, and when we got close enough, I just butted you in the face. Nice. Uh, my top weapon in Reach was apparently the DMR. Yep, makes sense. Uh, uh, yeah, I was really sad to see that the other game stats for me weren't there. I don't know if I played under a different gamer tag, maybe. I also don't know why they wouldn't just give this to 343. I don't know. It's a good question. Like, okay, yeah, you don't want to keep it anymore. Just give it to them and let them keep it in their records for everybody. Yeah. But the, uh, yeah, I, I don't get a lot of Halo 3 memories of sticky grenades. Good times. Um... Ghosts were always fun too, but had a lot of sticky grenade memories. My favorite ones, and I remember it fondly because I went into the theater and watched it a few times. Because I could, I could do this with pretty decent regularity. After I did it the first time, the map narrows. Mm-hmm. The two man cannons on each side and the bridge in the middle. I mean, the entire thing was basically a floating bridge because okay. you, you you fall off the side, but there's the bridge and i think there was an under a bridge underneath that and there were two man cannons w- that passed each other on each side yes i know what you're talking about yeah so game would start and you spawn opposite ends obviously yeah everyone runs for the fucking man cannons some <laughs> i ran up the middle oh but the moment the game started stick your unit down the entire map and i could land it on people's shoulders as they See, were running what i would do is I'd run up and dump my all my grenades into the man cannon. Ah, another another method. Yeah. I just open the game, look up, stick a grenade across the entire map, stuck, killed. Woo, feeling good. All right, moving on. Nice. I used to get so many kills with grenades, and I still do in, like, when I am actively playing a shooter. I haven't played since Call of Duty came out, but... uh. When I'm actively playing a shooter, I get a lot of kills with grenades because I will just huck them constantly. Because I don't play competitive, so I don't have like a reason to hold them. Like, ooh, I gotta breach this room, gonna hold onto my grenade. I'm like, not a grenade. I'm gonna throw it. I might hold onto like my stun grenades or something. Yeah, but my frags are getting thrown. If I think there's a person I saw, grenade. Well, you know, for us plebs, we might not be alive long enough, so you just gotta you gotta give every shot you can. Yeah, you just gotta dump them. Yeah, I would if the map was small enough. When Todd and I were playing Modern Warfare, and it was shipment, well, shipment, obviously, you just throw everything you can because you're going to die in two seconds anyway. Or like Shoot House, which you could survive a little bit longer on. I would spawn, take a cu- like a quick glance, like, where or where's my team? And then just spam grenades across the map and be like, I'll find somebody at some point. <laughs> but Halo, I did it all the time. Spawn. It, Halo, right after Halo was Modern Warfare 1, Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. And you could huck grenades across the map in that game because they didn't. They you're like, oh, you're a super soldier arm, even though you're not super soldiers. But I mean, you could. <laughs> I'd spawn on certain maps. You knew there was one of two spots that the other team had spawned, or maybe one of three, roughly. Be like, all right, they're probably here or here, or maybe it was a split spawn, something each. Spawn, 
huck a grenade in that direction knowing which way they're going to run and i could usually get one or two kills every time and it was like ah oh, that's so dumb i kind of want to throw a grenade for real yeah it's just it, i i had a, a friend what? i grew up with who went into the marines and he said after combat training he did boot camp did combat training he said surprisingly the grenades are far more powerful than you would think they are it no what in terms of explosion yes i believe that he's like it's you way underestimate how powerful they are and you cannot throw them as far as you think you can because they're heavier than yeah they're heavy yeah. yeah uh my question then is what kind of grenade do you want to throw you want to just throw a regular fragmentation grenade or would you like to throw a stick grenade um i mean i would just i don't if, they if don't given, necessarily need the, to explode either i just kind of want to throw one to see how to see see how far they go you know what i mean i'm assuming a stick grenade would probably go farther i i would like to test this theory with you 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 v me grenade toss challenge I, how far can we get them i mean you'd win hands down i would think so but i don't know how heavy they are yeah but i'm not like my throwing ability was always a running joke. Oh, okay. So, okay. never played baseball. Was not the quarterback when I played football. <laughs> All right, never mind then. I could probably kick the grenade farther. I don't know if I'd want to do that with how heavy they would be. You'd yeah, hurt, yeah you'd it would hurt. hurt the shit that I would throw. It would hurt, for sure. I, um, would, I would gladly have a kick challenge, though. That'd be fun. Kick something. You know, it'd be fun. I, I did it once when I was much younger. Uh, made a spear, a wood spear, and speared things. Interesting. I've uh, never like on the same, actually done it. On the same trend as the grenade, spears far more deadly than you would think. Not that I killed anyone, <laughs> but <laughs> just picture you accidentally at like track and field day, turning ninety degrees on on accident with the javelin and just. And you just it misses the person in the stands and sticks right into the bleacher behind them and does that nice little. We made this wood spear out of like I can't remember what it was like some full, full wood, full wood like I think it was at one point like a maybe a two inch uh, diameter like wood dowel like maybe six six feet long maybe five feet long around there and we sharpened it you know it was pretty no it was like it was like that. I have a really bad measurement with inches. <laughs> um, <laughs> take that for as many implications as you will. It was bad enough when Todd and I were doing the the flooring. Mm -hmm. And I'm like looking at measurements. And I'm like, thank God there's a tape measure here. Because if you asked me how long is that, I'd be like, I don't know, 40 inches. <laughs> what do you mean it's 36? Fuck. Uh Long story short, we you can easily throw it through like an inch thick piece of plywood. Oh yeah, I believe it. Yeah, if you had it, you know, sharpened up and it wasn't even even at blunt though, it would just straight up like oh. blow through things because it makes sense if you like sit down and think about it, but like a five foot piece of wood all concentrated into a surface area of like two square inches. Right, yeah. And you're throwing it as hard as you can. I do like the idea that you and I get so bored that when we eventually throw video into this, mm -hmm. we're like, all right, well, let's make some weird intro video. 
and it's just us with a pallet out back, like throwing <laughs> sticks into it. That would be like so, like I don't know, fucking like 2007 YouTube or something. Oh, like hundred percent would. But it's just like when we're having this conversation, I just superimpose us trying to throw things through a piece of wood. <laughs> it's like me out there with a hatchet, just yeah. Uh, so many hospital bills. It's the same way that I have debated buying a. This is totally not I even not even tangentially related. Buying a uh, the, one of the, like the baseball nuts mm-hmm. that are meant for like practicing pitching against. Yeah, just because they could, you know they stop the ball from going anywhere and they usually catch it. But just putting those up somewhere, but putting that up, but then putting a giant tarp behind it for when I inevitably miss the smaller target, and just hucking things at it constantly. Not things, baseballs, but yeah. I want a can cannon. I mean, you can make a potato cannon. Just get some PVC. I want one of the ones that you can put on a on my <laughs> fucking rifle. <laughs> launch <laughs> launch soda cans and tennis balls and shit. I uh, mm. I don't know. I just I want to. I don't know why I went to baseball. I just really want to throw things. I haven't. <laughs> I just want to throw things. I haven't uh, thrown like actually thrown anything in a long time. You want to go play catch, Dad? God, that would be. <laughs> it's the one thing I do really miss about not having Kenny here. Not now because it's we'd have to go find an indoor place or something mm-hmm. and have it basically all to ourselves. But when it was like summer or you know nicer, there there was grass and not ice. We we'd just go grab our gloves and go throw balls as far as we could. Throw balls, and he always had a stronger arm than me, but. Yeah, we I keep up for the most part. Right up until I hurt my arm in high school. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Trying to get all funky. Dodgeball. Dodgeball ruined my arm. And I want to build my arm back up, but the only way to build your arm back up is to throw and throw and throw and throw and throw. I saw a video online uh, a and couple days ago of a girl, clearly some sort of uh, softball pitcher, uh-huh. playing dodgeball. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she was fucking murdering people. Those ones are always fun because... I mean, we had a couple of people that tried it in our school. And as long as you knew what you were doing, you just waited and you just caught it. But I used to be able to throw. I still know how I did it. But it was just, I don't know if it was the way I gripped it or what. I never knew a true science to it. Mm-hmm. But you know the gator balls. This is, we're so far gone from video games at this point. You know, <laughs> the, what, I guess what are called gator balls. They're the foam with the... With like that. I think they're called gator balls because the skin is supposed to be like a gator skin or whatever. They're foam, but they got like that like layer on the outside. Yeah, like textured yeah. layer around them. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're not allowed to use those red rubber kickballs anymore for fear of murdering a child. Yeah. Understandable to an extent, but... Those are great. They made the coolest noises when yeah, they Yeah, listen, up. we're in high school. Once I get to play indoor and you get to hear, boom, yeah. off the back wall, it sounds pretty good. Yeah. Also, it sounded pretty good when you pinned somebody's head between that and the bleachers but you should have ducked the uh (laughs) oh it wasn't violent i don't know what you're talking about the the gator balls i don't know if it was how i think they've changed since then or whatever just the ones that we had how i squeezed them when i threw it it was a laser beam until right about two feet in front of you and it just dropped yeah because you probably were squeezing it and then it was like re-expanding yeah i don't know if it was just how it hit the curve or what mm-hmm. but it would be a just an absolute laser and you'd, you'd be like yeah i'm just gonna catch this and it would just drop and nail you in the feet and people were like i don't know what to do and i was like sorry man it's probably Rough the life. same effect if if anyone has a hollow core door you're telling somebody to go throw a hollow core door <laughs> try to slam a hollow core door like slam it shut oh you can do it True, like a re- one of the really cheap, cheap hollow core doors. I think that bathroom door is a hollow core. I don't know. It seems too heavy for that. But we used to have them in our apartment, and you could try to slam it. I guess there's a caveat there. I think you probably need like a narrower entrance. You try to slam it, and the wind resistance, it yeah. would go, and then it would stop right before it would close. Uh, anyways, we're way off topic now. This is one. This podcast has been like one of the worst. I think this in terms of just leaving entirely. Yeah, (laughs) because we went to high school and throwing baseballs and throwing spears through wood. (laughs) So weird. Sounds like a bunch of fucking ten year olds. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go play some dodgeball and throw some spears. I I managed to one of the times I won the dodgeball tournament. I managed to play Kenny's team in the final. And you beat Kenny. Uh huh. He's probably pissed. 
He wasn't happy because I got him out first. He was the first person out on his team, and it was off of my throw. And he and he knows he shouldn't have Dirty. because I missed him, and it was going above his head. And he dodged when he should have ducked. No, no, no. He went to catch it. Oh. And it was it was just it was raising up. I didn't get over it enough, mm-hmm. so it just kept going. And he went to catch it. I was like, you should just let that go, man. You would have been fine. And it tipped off his fingers and hit the wall and soul crushing. It's like ah, oh, sad, sad day, bud. Sad day. Uh, number six. Speaking of <laughs> something, <laughs> Twitch streamer David the Grav. I don't really know how that is said. Uh, Martinez broke has broken the world. Oh my God! Please read things. David, whatever that name is, Martinez, has broken the record for peak concurrent viewership on the platform during a stream showing off a new Fortnite skin modeled after him. Per Twitch tracker, Martinez's stream brought in 2.47 million viewers. The previous record was Ninja with Drake at 600,000. So in case anybody's curious about how the numbers difference are, we're not a math pod. Figure it out. Kind of crazy, though, the difference. For a Fortnite skin. <clears throat> yeah, he's I, a Spanish streamer as well, I believe. Nah, that might be. It it is funny depending on when you log in and like look at Twitch numbers and who's mm-hmm. streaming. You're like, I've never heard of this person, but they're a Brazilian streamer, they're a Spanish yeah. streamer, they're a Korean streamer, they're a Japanese streamer. They're not in the U.S. Or even if you are watching it, there's people that have been starting streaming in the morning now, and it's like, how do you wake up and stream? Did you start at four a.m.? That makes more sense. <laughs> Do you do you have this weird, I wake up at 8 p.m., I start my workday at 4 a.m. type of thing? You nocturnal people. Have Has Twitch or anyone ever figured out, like, um, viewership rates for, like, by country? I'm sure they probably have, but I don't know that they've released it. Because sometimes I see some of these streamers, like, the amount of count- viewers they have, and I'm like, the U.S. might not be the the biggest viewer of twitch i mean i'm sure it probably I think is it's but the biggest viewer of twitch just on sheer volume you think like other countries are more concentrated like yes. there's less streamers so more yeah. popular one yeah that where we sense. can have i don't know how many sitting around thirty thousand. yeah they might have five yeah we probably or like five really known ones or something yeah and as bad as our internet is, some some countries' infrastructure is worse. Yeah. Can't all go to the public library to watch Twitch streams. I hope nobody actually does that. <laughs> I gotta watch Ninja Floss on New Year's Eve. Public library! Oh, God. Um, Listen, nobody floss for them 2020. That's all I'm saying. Steam released some of their statistics... <laughs> For 2020. Oh, great. Uh, there was a 21.4% uh, more games purchased in 2020 compared to 2019. Okay, so you guys are curious about what happens during a pandemic. 50 point... This is the ones that I kind of irritated me a little bit. 50.7% more hours played than 2019. Oh, what? You mean when you stick people in their homes and have nothing else to do? Uh, this one was... Crazy. 2.6 million new purchasers per month. Which I think is actually probably the best stat in here. Oh, yeah. That was my feelings as well. That's 2.6 million new people per month. Yeah. That's crazy. Which breaks down to... 
Terry one. <laughs> We're not a math pod. Not a math pod. It's something like twenty-eight million, something, something like that. Yeah. Um, one point seven million people using Steam VR for the first time. That's also very interesting. It's interesting because using Steam VR in what way? It just said using. So I'm assuming like starting Steam VR. Right. So, Does that just mean I started Steam I think VR? Because that could so be that. Or that is that saying 1.7 million VR headsets made it into the wild and used Steam? Yeah, I don't trust that number for that exact reason. Yeah. This one's more interesting, though. 71% increase in VR sales over 2019, uh, with Alex making up 39% of all VR sales. So that's interesting in the sense of... It means games, not headsets. Yes. Uh, but a 71% increase, one again, once again, would expect it. VR got more accessible. It mm-hmm. gets more accessible every year as the iterations yeah. go on. Alex making up 39% of that is even more remarkable because I thought it would have been higher. I have felt the same way. Um, what I'm more curious about, like seeing these numbers makes me interested to see what what I'm going to pay attention to next year because as accessible as VR has gotten, the Quest 2 that came out fairly recently is like leaps and bounds like more popular than some of the other headsets just because it's wireless, but it's on par with the wired headsets and it's at an accessible price. And requires Facebook. Yeah, which no one cares about except for us. So, yeah. We're old men yelling at clouds at that point. Yeah. I, it's becoming a trend in my life, and I really don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> I, I noticed it the other day. I can't remember what. I, if I was at work like complaining about something, I was just like, I, I did the old, nobody's watching because, you know, everybody's buried in their own computers, but I just kind of like looked up and I was like, ah. <laughs> Almost doing the, uh, I'll never forgive the Japanese. <laughs> but it's just like, ah. And it was something entirely just like, oh, why can't this one thing just be impressed? Why do I have to enter a command? Yeah. Number eight. Warner Bros. announced that Hogwarts Legacy, an open-world action role-playing game set in the Harry Potter universe, will be launching next year instead of in 2021. Quote, we are giving the game the time it needs, the developer said in a tweet. No specific release date was announced. Uh, no shit. Yeah, that one kind of threw me. I didn't realize that it was planned on 2021. I didn't either because it was a Game Awards, right? I think so, yeah. I mean, we've heard rumors of it the entire time, but mm-hmm. then Game Awards and like 2020, no. Yeah. It's like, that's cute. I'm happy you think that. It ain't happening. Yeah. Speaking of which. Yeah. Riders Republic. Ubisoft's extreme sports game that we can never seem to remember the name of has been delayed into the later half of this year when it was supposed to be. I don't did it have a release date? I don't remember. It might have been either early or mid. Yeah, it was like I think it was a window in terms of. (laughs) Yeah, it was like a window. Let me say the other two options. If it's not late, then it might have been early or mid. Let me cover all bases. (laughs) I know it was another time of the year. I don't think Ubisoft has hit a release date in like two years, which is fine. I just. It's just uh, curious. Watch Dogs hit, didn't it? No, it was delayed. Hmm. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed might be might on time. 
Skull and Bones. <laughs> Immortals? No, that was delayed. No, Immortals had a name change. But that wasn't much, it delayed I, when it had the name change? I don't think so. I think it was here's Gods and Monsters, and then three three weeks later they're like Immortals: Phoenix Rising. We're like, wait, what? What happened? Or at least let me tell you. Let me say this: It felt like three weeks. It could have been a year and a half. It felt like three weeks. Yeah. 2020 blends all this shit together because I was doing the same thing all year. Gods and Monsters would have been a fine name for that game. Immortals Phoenix Rising is a terrible name. I do agree. I think it's... I'm not saying that Gods and Monsters is better, but... It might be better. (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong. Immortals Phoenix Rising. Is there a colon in the title? Yes. There is? Right, it goes immortals. Immortal. It, it does. Phoenix Rising, I think. I gotta make sure. Go ahead. It, I, I I believe you. I don't. I, I, I don't put know. It this way. I'm talking on my ass right now. I want to believe you. <laughs> I don't think. I think. I don't know if gods and gen- gods and generals. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> book and movie. God, <laughs> honestly, gods and generals is the expansion of Risk never got. Um. Gods and Monsters, I feel like, would have been a better name, uh, but me, but Immortal Phoenix Rising is definitely not a good name. According to what I'm seeing from Wikipedia, Immortals Phoenix Rising does not have a colon in it. Doesn't make it. That makes even less sense. Right, which actually extremely pisses me off because one of the things I ripped into Fallen Order for was its shitty colon location, <laughs> which sounds like a really weird sentence when you try to dissect the anatomy of words that doesn't make any sense what the fuck right right exactly so star wars misplaced their colon the first time because they said star wars jedi colon fallen order stupid once again poorly named i think then and which what i was that and then they did and now ubisoft's done immortals phoenix rising with no colon. I, and I don't know why. And if it said Immortals, pause, Phoenix Rising, it's a better title, but Immortals Phoenix Rising is still a terrible title. The Star Wars Jedi one really makes my blood boil for some yes, reason. Yes, it, because it annoys when – when it got announced and we saw it and I went, that doesn't make any sense. That had to be a typo. And then it kept going. I was like, I'm now infuriated. Because you know that game two is going to be Star Wars Jedi Rising Order. <laughs> yeah. Or Star Wars Jedi Find the Younglings. Or Star Wars Jedi Murder the Younglings. They could have called it like Jedi Fallen Order, a Star Wars story. And that would have like kept with their movie naming scheme at least. Literally call it Jedi colon Fallen Order. Yeah. <laughs> Eliminate the word Star Wars in front of it. Because what else has Jedis in it? Oh, it is technically uh, a religion in the UK. All right, listen, I understand it's recognized. But we're not going to discuss all the problems that Padawans have and all the weird things that happen with their masters. I mean, they could have just called it Star Wars Fallen Order, and that would have been fine. Too. Also, would have been fine. Don't need the word Jedi. No. There's so many better ways to name that, and it it angers me to think what they named the second one. What would be worse? <laughs> if they st- if they just went with Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order two, or if they <laughs> or if they 
or they came up with some asinine like i don't know star wars star wars jedi rising order like what would be worse what would be worse hmm honestly i'd be i think i'd be more annoyed at the two because that implies fallen order again <laughs> like you didn't learn anything the first time what i would really hate double subtitles Star Wars Jedi colon Fallen Order 2 colon The Rise of Khan or something like that. That would that would unbelievably upset me. Ah, God, I don't fucking know. Proper colon placement is important. Sloppy people. Uh, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, never mind. Number 10. Capcom has announced a Resident Evil showcase for January 21st at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Capcom will stream the event on its Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook channels. Has a Facebook channel? Capcom is expected to show a new trailer, a first look at gameplay, and a tease for a new title. The event is being hosted by one none other than Brittany Bombrocker. I don't know who that is. What's good game? What good games? What's good games? Oh, I, can't, I can't speak now. Oh, I think they released the Andrea trailer. Steimer, Brittany. Oh, I think they released the trailer today too, or teaser or something. There Maybe. is a lady in it that looks terrifying. Once again, welcome to Resident Evil. Yeah. Oof, sweating over here. I might have said her last name wrong. Hold on, I gotta look it up now. All I right. can't remember where the R is. Is it Brombacher or Bombrocker? I think oh, it's got a lot to go. All right. Um, you look <laughs> that gonna, up. I'm going to get your name right. I'm sorry. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to speed through this real quick. Uh, number 11. New Pokemon. New Pokemon. <laughs> 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 new Pokemon Snap, a sequel to the, ni- to the 1999 <laughs> Nintendo 64 classic that tasked you with taking pictures of Pokemon like you a fucking creep. Is coming to Nintendo <laughs> Switch on April 30th. <laughs> Go Brittany Brombacher. I had the R in the wrong place. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> in new Pokemon Snap, players control a Pokemon photographer who traverses through Lentil, a region. Is it Lentil? Yes. A region full. <laughs> isn't that like a grain or something? Lentils? Uh, it, it's probably like near legumes. <laughs> A region full of beautiful scenery from lush jungles to sandy beaches. Uh, Players collaborate with the region's Pokemon expert, Professor Mir, and his assistant, Rita, to conduct ecological (laughs) surveys, (laughs) photographing and observing Pokemon in their natural habitats. So before we continue, do you want to take this entire paragraph again? (laughs) Nope. Because we'll be here three times as long, so I'll probably fuck up even more. Yeah, it... uh... I, I'm excited because I have a lot. I have. Well, I say a lot. everyone has fond memories of of Pokemon Snap. I want to say I find my I son of a bitch. I want to say <laughs> I have fond memories of it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But I I have memories of it. I don't remember them enough to be fondly because the only time I played it was when I went over. You know what Avon is, right? Avon. Yeah. Are you talking about like yes? Okay, yeah. So what that was, I think it still exists. 
Yeah, I think so. I just never you never see it anymore. But I think it still does exist. Well, their uh, mom and another person I think used to be people for whatever. And we'd go over to the house, and I'd go hang out with her kids. And one of her daughters had an N64 in her room, and I would play either Banjo-Kazooie mm-hmm. or Pokemon Snap. Yeah. So that's the only time I played Pokemon Snap. But in my head, I'm like, Pokemon Snap sounds kind of cool. I just don't know that right now, for me, it works. Yeah. Not that, not that it'll work, but that I'll have that same fun feeling of doing it. So... I think our social media person would enjoy it, but I don't think I would enjoy it. Or I, I'd enjoy it, but more of the uh, as a filler. No, I'm thinking of a different word. Distraction. Y- yeah, kind of like a mechanism. Like, all right, cool. I see it. I yeah, know what it's about. Yeah, I've experienced it. I get it. I'm out. Yeah. Like, cool, I had my fun time, but, like, I'm not going to be able to. There's no replay here for me. Yeah. I don't need to collect all, like, 289 or whatever. Whatever. There's 3,000 Pokemon. There's a word that is just. Listen, we're not we're not a math time. podcast. We're not a word podcast. We're not an enunciation podcast. We are a colon podcast. That is one thing we can agree to stand on. <laughs> Gamer, colon. <laughs> gamers colon two. Gamers 2 colon question mark. <laughs> We're a colon podcast. Do we examine colons? Like, what do we do here? <laughs> from the inside. I mean, from a certain point of view, we have been examining colons. <laughs> I'm just waiting to, for the SWAT doors to come in and hear the flashbang go off and be like, you guys talking about colons in here? <laughs> We're losing our minds. <laughs> uh. Number 12. I do think, though, that our... Because uh, I know she's listening, and she always does. Keeps I don't, know. Tweet, I don't keep, know why, really. I know, but... Well, she's got to keep the tweets fresh. Uh, because, well, if she doesn't do it, none of us are going to do it. It's <laughs> a fair point. Let's, let's be honest about how terrible we are at marketing ourselves. Uh, the... It will fit her 100% because, you know, Pokemon are doing little cute things, and she'll be all like, ooh, look at the picture I took of Bulbasaur, and I'll be like, I'm happy for it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the same thing you say to the kid when you don't give a shit. (laughs) Uh, It's real cool, honey. Uh Uh-huh. Keep playing with your game. You keep it down, just trying to watch porn. (laughs) (laughs) That went dark. (laughs) Listen, I can only watch so many horrible Netflix shows before that's not a reality. <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't, don't think that makes sense either. Number 12, Lucasfilm has announced a new unifying identity behind all gaming titles connected to Lucasfilm titled Lucasfilm Games. Colon. Lucasfilm Games. <laughs> it's not Lucasfilm colon Lucasfilm Games. No, there's a colon in there. I know, but I'm not reading. I'm not reading it how it is. Uh, in a blog post on StarWars.com, Lucasfilm announced new social channels for Lucasfilm games, as well as a new logo that will appear in all future Lucasfilm games titles. Oh my god! 
The new Lucasfilm Games has existed for decades, initially as the video game development group of Lucasfilm founded in 1982. It was renamed during a reorganization in 1990 to LucasArts, which was later acquired by Disney. However, LucasArts was all but shut down in 2013 when Disney laid off its staff, shuttered its in-progress projects, and converted the business into a licensing arm, and also told everybody, fuck your cannon, so we're out of here. <laughs> Rip Star Wars 1313, <laughs> EA Motive, and every other Star Wars title that came after. Also in 2013, EA signed a multi-year exclusive licensing deal with LucasArts to develop Star Wars titles, a deal which will expire in 2023, if not renewed. Which does bring us to our next piece of news. Uh, for the record, EA, during their time with the license, Battlefront, Battlefront 2, Fallen Order, Squadrons. And whatever they've done with Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Or, yes. Right? No. The Old Republic. Sorry. Yeah. Not Knights of. Yeah. I hate that Kodor and Tor are a thing. Uh, Ubisoft. 13. These are all going to be linked. <laughs> 13. Ubisoft is working on a new open world Star Wars game. The title will be developed by Massive Entertainment. The Division 2 and the crew director, Julian uh, Giraidi, will will join as creative director on their project, uh, which will be made using Massive's Snowdrop engine. Massive is still recruiting for the project, which would indicate that it's still in early stages of development. It's probably safe to assume we won't see its release before 2023 for reasons. Uh, In an interview with StarWars.com, VP of Lucasfilm Games, Douglas Riley, clarified that EA will also continue to work on Star Wars titles going forward with several projects currently in the works. Um, Do you want to pause here and do thoughts? Do you want to do the next one and then then do all the thoughts? No, I want to pause here. Okay. I love this. This is very interesting. This also spells that there's no Division 3. That was... I think it's telling how... I don't, I don't know if passionate's the right word, but that was one of the first things I saw in my internet bubble, was that people was like, well, I guess we're not getting the Division 3, but I guess we're getting Star Wars, so fair trade. Yes, and I'm still not happy with how they dealt with Aaron Keener in Division 2. But Well, I think we'll get Division 3. We're just not going to get it anytime soon. No, because the other half of Massive is also working on... They have two games. The Star Wars one, and there's another one they're also working on. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it is now, though. Maybe they'll hand... But it's, it's a big enough title that it's those two that there's no way they could do the Division at the same time. Yeah. I think they're going to just keep the Division going in its little life cycle here, and then if we see three... Mm-hmm. You're talking like 2025. Yeah. I was going to say 2026, but same point. Yeah. Same. Wild. Yeah. Uh, the idea, though, of Star Wars Division yeah. is sexy. Yeah, that's what... When done right. So expectation bars... My feelings were on a crazy ass roller coaster when I was reading about this because I was like, "Oh, other developers are making you know 
other other publishers and developers getting Star Wars. Fantastic. Yeah. And it was like Ubisoft's making an open world Star Wars game. I'm like, no. And then it was like, oh, the Vision Two, uh, you know, creative director. I was like, that's interesting. And it's going to use the Snowdrop engine. I'm like, what? The Division Star Wars? Yeah, it's <laughs> Star Wars Rogue Division. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's <laughs> the Division Kurdasan. <laughs> uh, it's a very interesting idea to use massive, and I think it's the right call versus using the Watchdogs or Assassin's Creed Studios because they don't know when to stop. And Division makes a very, I wanted to say live world, but it it is a very, both DC and New York City were very cool to run around. I yeah. think I enjoyed New York City more, but that was just because of the snowfall and all the, you could be out in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah. In DC, it was like, oh, it's raining. And I was like, oh, I gotta hate the rain. <laughs> I'm, I'm very curious and really optimistic because of what, the snowdrop engine is capable of yeah um and i i don't know like i'm really curious what the plans are based on the team and the engine choice like open world star wars game like i i just i'm just curious i'm really curious what they're gonna do yeah there's yeah I'm very curious what they're going to do, and also, if it's cliche, I'm going to hate it. I'll state that right now. If any of these games come out and they're cliche Star Wars bullshit, I'm going to be so annoyed. Which is the fear, because there's some... Like, the... The... Uh, the what, why, what is wrong with my words today? Lucasfilm has the Star Wars canon really locked down. And it doesn't leave game developers much options as far as like where they can explore. So I'm assuming they're dictating to them what their options are. Right. But if Lucasfilm actually has the canon locked down, maybe we'll get some actual understanding of what the fuck the canon is. Yeah. Because it's also went, none of it's canon. And then they went, but some of it's canon. Especially this piece and this piece and this piece and this piece. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is canon anymore. Yeah. And the other thing is, is now we have like two competing forces and Lucas films. Mm, the light and the dark. We have your old school Star Wars uh, gang, which is, the you old, know. The old guard. The old Republic. Yep. Which is your, you know, your Kathleen Kennedys and, and the movie crew. Yeah. And then you have the. the New Republic. <laughs> the New Republic, which is t- the TV shows that have been wildly successful recently with Dave Filoni and John Favreau, and it's yeah, I I don't know, I don't know either. Who knows? We'll never know. The world may never know. How many licks does it take to get to the center of a tiki pop? The yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see what it's going to be. Uh, what would you want to see? What would I want to see? Hmm. Hmm. I don't... uh, If I played the idea that it's 
Star Wars division. I would love to see us in 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 a Coruscant or other city planet. Mm-hmm. I think Coruscant just lends itself to being known and not having to like explain a new a not not a new world, but to to have mass appeal. Put them on a planet that is at least somebody can point to and go, I've seen that before. Yeah. And then some type of attack in there by bounty hunter or like smuggler bounty hunters. Basically just rewrite the division into that. <laughs> but don't don't do don't do Republican Empire. Yeah, that was going to be my question. Big scale Republican Empire, do you want it to be smaller? So it's like maybe... Smaller. Smaller with the idea that if it succeeds, you can tease at the end to get bigger. Like, smuggler v. smuggler type of thing happening. You have your crew of smugglers that's... And there's... You know, you're playing with, what, four other probably smuggling factions that are constantly... At war with everything. And you're trying to rule Coruscant. By removing the other faction leaders. But in doing so. You draw the ire of. Both the Republic and the Empire. I like the idea of both of them hunting you. I was just curious. I was looking up what other games. Uh, was made in in the Snowdrop engine. I think it's just Division One and Two. Or am I wrong? Uh, there's a couple surprising ones in here. Are they Ubisoft Ubisoft titles? Uh, Mario and Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, the Ubisoft title. South Park, the Fractured Butthole, South Park. Yep. Um, and the rest are to be announced to be TBA. Skull and Bones. <laughs> The, uh, uh, some untitled Avatar game, The Settlers, whatever that is, uh, another Rabbit's Adventure Party, and then the Star Wars game. Yeah. So, I I think that's my idea. I haven't fleshed it out at all because you caught me on the spot and I wasn't thinking about it. But I like the idea, you're a smuggling crew versus other smuggling crews. Your goal being to control the trade of in Coruscant or whatever. In killing the other smuggler leader whatever types you draw the ire of both the empire and the republic republic because you're a smuggler they don't like you empire because one you know you killed some of their trade routes so now you get to fight both of them as well i don't like the idea of you aligning with either of them it's too done it'd be interesting if we got a uh, given the choice uh some sort of clone wars Thing. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, I don't know how you'd work that, though, but it would be cool to fight droids. Yeah. What if just one of the factions was, like, a droid? Had a lot of droids. Like, yeah. Uh, battle droids that he has scrapped and sent, like, retuned type of thing. Yeah. I, would, I also would be okay with, uh, not only do they... You either have the chance of, or the choice of saying you're going to go alone, and you have to... You gain benefits obviously from choosing to go alone after you kill the other smugglers but it means you have to now fight off the empire and 
republic constantly mm-hmm. or you choose to join the republic losing your smuggling input but gaining something else or you choose to you know siphon part of your funds <clears throat> to the empire in which now the republic hates you and you have to do type of that thing they haven't said but i'm curious now give me my boy Terran. Because nobody remembers him because he's an Empire of War DLC character. Terran Card? Yeah. Um, the uh, the gray area smuggler. Yeah, he was a big uh, book guy. Yeah, big EU guy. Um, but he's the main focus of the Empire of War corruption expansion. Because he added a third faction. What if it's not multiplayer? What if it's single player? Think they'd do that? I think in single player, my idea works better. That's a weird thing. It's like I'm torn because I think Star Wars games I think generally it, turn out better if they're a single player game. I think it needs to be. I think it needs to be single player playable. You need to be able to play the entire thing. Same with Division. You can play all of Division single player, and it's not affected by if you don't have somebody else with you. Debatable, but. but. But it's better to have somebody with you. Yes. But the entire thing is doable solo. Yeah. So I think with Star Wars, same thing. Entire thing's doable solo. But you can have other people in your party as you're playing along and, you know, hang out and do things or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Is it my turn? It is your turn. I believe so. We're going long. We're like an hour and a half right now. Bethesda Softworks announced that it is making a new Indiana Jones game in collaboration with Lucasfilm. In a post on Twitter, the soon-to-be Microsoft subsidiary announced that the game will feature an original story and will be developed at its machine game studio with Todd Howard, Tycoon Todd Howard, serving as executive producer. Machine Games is best known for its work on the modern-day Wolfenstein series of games. As for Howard, the Indiana Jones project will add yet another highly anticipated title to his workload, as he's already involved in two major Bethesda projects that aren't expected anytime soon. We are, of course, referring to Starfield and The Elder Scrolls VI. Uh, so that's three huge games that they are on the docket. Yeah, and I mean, while Todd's executive producing, it's not like Machine Games really needs him to be hands-on yeah um probably just do a lot of yes i bless you to go do that (laughs) oh bethesda don't use the creation (laughs) at least the machine game at least machine games doesn't what do they use unreal i think they use unreal that's good Uh, but yeah i'm bethesda is either going to make an amazing recovery or they are going to crash and burn. Yeah, it'll it'll depend on if ugh, get them off the fucking creation engine. Um, I think that would be giant step number one. What engine does her uh, Forza use? Do they have a proprietary engine? I think so. I I'm pretty sure they do. I feel like I can see the starting screen, but I don't remember what's on it. I don't remember if the engine's actually there or not. Oh, that's going to bug me. Um, I don't know if 
this one I have honestly no idea what they're going to do. Unreal 4. It is Unreal 4. Okay, cool. I honestly have no idea what they're going to do. I mean, you you hear Wolfenstein and you go, okay, cool. Linear game with some – with like pseudo open world probably. I think they should pull a um, – <clears throat> I think they should do an Uncharted-style game. Oh, shocker. I Honestly, I think with an Indiana Jones game like this, you should play it safe. I would say do something in the vein of Uncharted, but do it like um, they did Fallen Order, where it's like it, there's nothing groundbreaking gameplay-wise about that game. They just stole a bunch of gameplay mechanics from – other games and just did them well. Mm. I think I agree, but I need more Lara Croft. Yeah, kind of in that same. Yeah, I, I feel that would be fair. Parts of that, parts of Drake, all of the mass murders of societies for archaeological games. You kind of need the big set pieces of Uncharted, and kind of like the humor. But then the grittiness of Tomb Raider, like in, the traps yeah. and the puzzles. Yeah, the act- going into actual tombs in Tomb Raider need to be Indiana. If I don't have to do a double joysticked bag swap, <laughs> I'm gonna be upset. I was that's what I was thinking too. If I don't have to run from a fucking boulder, yeah. If I don't have to run from a boulder, there needs to be a snake joke, but only one. You yeah. can't kill it. It needs to just be one moment of a snake joke. Get it out, even get it out of the way early on. Something, something, snakes. Why do I have to be snakes? And we move on. Yeah. This Actually, is if, they be... hit, if they hit all the tropes in the first, in the first like tomb or whatever, if they just plunged through all of them very fast and went, cool, those are done. Now let's move on. I think the Indiana Jones game is going to cause more problems than the Star Wars game. In terms of what being like, made, like it'll it. It'll get delayed more, or it'll have more errors, or it will I think it'll, it'll be, be received worse. I'm going to make a blanket statement that includes all of those and just say there's going to be more drama around this game. That's, that's bold. Because Indiana Jones is – the franchise is so notorious for – like problems yeah harrison ford's so possessive of the indiana jones franchise yeah when he doesn't own any of it that i think it's going to be a thing where he like it's what if he's not voicing it that's what i'm assuming i don't think he they plan on having him voice voice it but like oh callista you know how the world is now this will take off and become some popular thing and he'll be like why am i not involved with this (laughs) the harrison ford point (laughs) You don't even know what I'm talking about. I, my Harrison Ford gets very close to my Richard Nixon, mm-hmm. so I have to be careful. Yeah, because pretty soon I'm not. I'm not a clicker. Yeah, the uh, it, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. He gets very touchy. Yeah, which will stir up drama. But they also could just go. I don't give a shit, dude. Shut up. That's true. Like, because at the end of the day, Ubisoft's not going to go. Harrison, shut up. They're going to go. Lucas. Deal with this. Go fight him. <laughs> and you're going to get George Lucas to come out of retirement and box Harrison Ford for who gets to be at Indiana Jones. And it's going to be pay-per-view, $5 a ticket. I don't know who would win. At this point, it's a toss-up. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like Back in the day, 
probably Harrison. Yeah, I would have said Harrison Ford, but I think George Lucas has aged better than Harrison Ford. I don't know about necessarily aged better, but they've now equaled each other. Yeah. <laughs> Where now it's one might punch the other one in dust, and you're, I don't know. Or what maybe one of them has the, the crystal skulls. You never know. Maybe. Maybe it's like an Indiana Jones game, but it's like uh, an origin story type game. So you see a young Indiana Jones. Oh, God, can we not? I think that's more likely than anything else. And yeah, and Shia LaBeouf's voicing it. <laughs> no, nah, I was thinking like Chris Pratt. Uh, no, I don't I don't want any. You know who it's going to be. We already know who it's going to be. Oh, yeah. But there it's going to be, no, the, be Nolan North yeah, or Troy Baker. Be. It's going to be Troy Baker, so I'm assuming it's going to be. My guess is it's going to be Nolan, and Troy will be some other party in it. It depends. If it's – because Nolan's got a great voice, getting a little older, so he's got that gravelliness going on. It's a mix of that, and also do do we think he could get away with people knowing he's that and Drake? Like, I think there, if it's older – would, would there be enough people going, are you fucking kidding me? If it's you, older Indiana Jones, it's Nolan. If it's like younger a younger Indiana Jones, yeah, it's Troy. I I think Ubisoft would get a ton of shit casting either of them. I don't know if you remember the beginning of the Last Crusade, but it had River Phoenix in it as a young Indiana Jones. Oh, okay. Where he's running down the circus train. Oh yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's where I'm thinking that Indiana Jones with Troy Baker. Who gets to play the kid that yells Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones? Short round. Yeah, Doctor Jones. Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. Yeah. So I think that I think that actor died. Well, rip short round. Yeah. Your name is officially now short round. Uh also, I still will stand by the statement that they will get too much shit if they cast either one of them. But that's what I'm saying. Indiana Jones for some reason is a drama whore. Whatever they're gonna do, there's going to be shit thrown. They they need to specifically not cast those two. I love those two. They do great work. Mm-hmm. But you can't cast them after Drake. The problem is uh, the problem is the tie to Uncharted because everybody will just go, "You're just doing Uncharted." Like none of us give a shit. I mean, realistically, it's gonna, gonna be people like us who are gonna say stuff, right, which is gonna, gonna be like, "We already know they're gonna do Uncharted." Yeah. Because what else do you do? Because Uncharted is Indiana Jones. You either do Uncharted or you do Tomb Raider. Yeah, and both of those did Indiana Jones. So it's we're just coming full circle now. What if it's like totally different? What if it's a puzzle match game? I was gonna say like a point and click adventure. Oh my god! Or uh, find the objects to get out of the screen. Top down. Indiana Jones RTS. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Anything else before we move on to our last story? Indiana Jones VR. That'd be pretty dope, probably. Machine Games has done VR games. Or VR parts in their games. I'd be down. I'd be down for whip and swinging that whip. Because you gotta, yeah. you got to be able to swing the whip onto like a, a thing and you know, swing yourself. Yeah. And you got to have the revolver. Yeah. The Webley. Yeah, just so you can shoot the guy with the sword. Because you couldn't. Because you had really, malaria. Yeah, because you really had to use the bathroom. Yeah. Didn't want to, I think it was, was it malaria or was it dysentery? I think it was dysentery. Uh... Because, yeah, either, either way, he really had to use the bathroom in that scene. That's why I shot the guy. Which I think is <laughs> one of the greater improv moments that they're like, yeah, screw it, we'll keep it. Yeah. Um, 15. The and fi- final. Yeah. The founder and co-chief executive, 
of CD Projekt Red on Wednesday gave a detailed apology for the launch quality of Cyberpunk 2077 on older consoles, as well as an explanation from the inside of the company and what went wrong and why. Uh, CD Projekt also published a post-launch support roadmap for the beleaguered, that's a lovely word, RPG, promising multiple updates over the coming year, including free downloadable content and a free update to newer consoles. Uh, Marcin Iwinski acknowledged the older console's problems and said CD Projekt, quote, underestimated the task, end quote, of making a game optimized for PC run smoothly on seven-year-old consoles. Quote, we made it even more difficult for ourselves by first wanting to make the game look epic on PCs and then adjusting it to consoles, especially old gens, end quote. CD Projekt Red also posted an FAQ with additional information. According to the FAQ, they are actively uh, working with Sony to relist the game after fixes, and they are working to bring fixes to the game without any obligatory overtime. Slash crunch. You watched the video. Yep, I did. I think um, I was more cynical about it than I think the rest of the media that I saw, at least. Everyone seemed to be like, oh, they apologized and they gave, like, yeah, they apologized, but they didn't really say anything meaningful about, like, what went wrong. There's quite a bit of PR speak in the entire yeah. thing. Uh, at one point, it almost sounds like he threw it under a QA. Yep. You know, but it. I think this is good. Now I think they need to go silent. Other than having to dispel rumors if they show up again, you have to stay silent now. Because the more you just keep talking, mm-hmm. it, it, the less it's going to mean. Yeah, uh, the roadmap was a cool idea. The roadmap didn't really. it. it it's a very basic roadmap. It doesn't it's, even... it's a basic roadmap, but it's a good enough roadmap to just for to have some slight idea. Yeah. I think they just need the only thing they need to be vocal about is when updates are coming really. And I think that's it. Just like if they have an update coming, be like just do the normal we have an update that it'll be releasing on this day. This is the uh, bug fixes. Yep, here's the patch notes. Update drops Tuesday. See you later. Yep. And then move on. Because, yeah, I, you know, it, it's a good step or whatever you want to say. Like, cool. Good move. Talk about it. Yada, yada. We're sorry. We made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. We, we all told you you were making a mistake when you thought you could run this on old consoles and you never should have. Yeah. But um, I'm sure there was probably money involved in some way from somebody to say like hey let's get this on old consoles but either way that's neither here nor there at this point the this uh, yeah just stop talking <laughs> same goes for me stop talking yeah there's your uh cd project update for the week i'm happy i didn't buy it on console yeah yeah I would have really wasted money. Yes. That being said, it's been seven days, probably eight by the time I'm about to yawn. And. <laughs> that was a big yawn. Yeah, it was. I'm a tired boy. 
it uh what have you been up to um not much i uh, played a little dirt rally that was fantastic um a little little um felt good though might might play some more um the rally stuff was always interesting because especially if you're doing a true like the, the true rally courses versus just a snow course that's all basically a giant straight that you can slowly turn through yeah but when you actually have to start doing hairpins and the guy's just rattling off things in your mm-hmm. ear i'm like i don't know where i'm going i watched someone on youtube play and he straight up was like doing tricks yeah like he did a jump did a 360 with his car landed and kept going yeah, it was ridiculous. Anyways, that's, um, why I don't, that's why I don't watch people play those games on YouTube. Yeah, because I just get I, yeah, exactly. I immediately just I'm sad. I'm like that was cool. I'll never achieve that. Yeah. Other than that, as far as games go, we were talking about earlier. Um, I haven't really gotten into Cyberpunk, and I think I probably won't until uh, I need some sort of palate cleanser, and I haven't found it yet. Um, but we'll we'll see. Um, RPG palate cleanser. Yeah, after, after Valhalla is what you mean. Yeah, because like I, I just I, every time like I've booted up Cyberpunk a couple times and like I just my brain like hard locks because everything just wants to pull from my Creed. Valhalla <laughs> save files in my brain. Um, You're like I don't have a hidden blade. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't have Mantis arms yet. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, I started watching Jack Ryan. Um, season two, season one. Never oh, watched season, it. Oh, you never watched season one? Yeah, season one's pretty good. So I'm I'm watching that. I was hoping to be more into it, but I tried to. I snuck a, upstairs to watch it, and Samantha came up and started watching it with me, and then she got interested. So now I gotta like wait oh, for her to God, watch now it. You're slowed down again. Yeah. Fuck. It's a uh, it's a slow burn. Yeah, he's irritating me because he's like too good, too good. Like he's too. It it hits a point. Yeah. And then it kind of takes off, and you're like, okay. Yeah. And, like, some of the camera angles they use, like, just, I don't know. I, I just don't know. <laughs> um, It's just they do a lot of close-ups on his face. And he's, ne- like, he kind of is goofy looking at times. And it just, like, it bothers me. Like, like I, he's a good-looking dude. Yeah. But, like, I, his his... Like, the proportions of his ears and his, like, teeth are crooked. Like, he's got, like, yeah. this weird, you like... You can't look at it too long. Yeah. Yeah. His, his like, facial proportions are, like, just slightly out of whack. Mm-hmm. And, like... And I don't think that's necessarily the case. I think the camera angle and, like, the focal lengths they use, like, accentuate it sometimes. Mm. And I'm just, like... It just... I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, Neither here nor there. Yeah been soaking in the history podcasts um way too much way too much uh <laughs> way too into it i keep waiting for you to show up in full templar armor and be like we're going out on a crusade and i'm like we needed to record a podcast you're like yes i know what i said <laughs> <laughs> i have literally this won't mean anything to anyone other than you i had today i finished all of the available for free dan Collin carlin podcasts I've listened to all hardcore histories that are available for free uh-huh. and all the hardcore history addendums available for free. Oh, okay. Now um, you're into now I gotta, like, money territory. Yeah, I got to go to get the archive. Um, that's about it, really. Yeah, that's about it. Fair enough. What do you got? 
I got the huge, as the, the kids huge. would say. Uh, a little bit of MLB The Show, a little bit of Football Manager. Wondering if I'm going to get fired. That's a thing. Already? Yeah. It's just been a – It's I I think I've now found a new tactic that I'm ready to go with the next time we, we play. But I've just been meddling with stuff, I think, too much. And I started off the season good, but then it's just been a it's been a slide. Like overthinking? A, a mix of that and like refusing to adjust in certain things and yada yada. And I think trying to play a way that I'm not comfortable playing mm. versus playing a way that I feel more comfortable playing. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, whatever. If it results in me getting fired, I get fired. Whatever. It's happened before. <laughs> uh, then... It just depends. We'll see about what happens because Kenny and I didn't get any money in January like we thought we were going to, and that has thrown our entire plans into the wind. So now we're like, what the fuck do we do? We'll figure it out. Stingy. Oh, not stingy. I mean, stingy, yeah, but we were we're like, okay. I think, And I think that was part of my problem was I was building a formation and a tactic ready to buy certain players to put mm. immediately in in January. And then I got no money, and I went, well, this tactic doesn't work if I don't have those players, and I need to readjust. But that's my side hustle. More cyberpunk still, moving right along. Don't know how close I am to being done. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm pushing towards the end, but then again, I also feel like it might be a faux end where I'm like, hey, that's the end. By the way, there's 17 more hours. Yeah, how how many hours are thirty nine? Okay, rounded up thirty eight and change. But I don't know how to tell where I am at the end, and I yeah. don't really feel like checking a walkthrough to find out either. So I'm just kind of winging it. Then, uh, wow, a lot of wow. Mm-hmm. Still going. Yeah, how's we're, the? You we're doing heroic only. Yep. Raid's good. We're now on heroic only. How many bosses have you gotten through? Uh, six heroic bosses out of ten. Nice. Pretty good so far. Yeah. Started with three and got three more down this week. So six out of ten heroic, four more to go. Been pretty good. Nice. Further, Honestly, further than I thought I would be. Good. Mostly because I didn't go in with any expectations. <laughs> I was like, cool, I killed normal. Anything in heroics a bonus. We killed six? Oh, all right, we might be able to we might be able to do this. It's amazing how enjoyable things could be when you don't when you don't have expectations. It's a mix of that, which once again is a mantra of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Low expectations always be pleasantly surprised. High expectations constantly disappointed. Two, it's amazing what happens when you enjoy the people you play with. Yeah. When you for remove the, most the part. toxic element. Yeah, for the most part. Like 95% of what I enjoy. There's a few that are that teeter. Like, I enjoy you, but in doses. <laughs> like, it's a good thing this is the only time I hear you. Otherwise, I might lose my mind. <laughs> there's And there's like two or three. But I don't, you know, I don't show them any disdain. Yeah. So they don't get to know who they are. Mm-hmm secrets <laughs> but uh yeah it's been it's been good i've been uh not kicked out uh of healing but i basically no longer heal unless it's a healer fight which one of the fights is a healer fight mm-hmm. and or like somebody's not there 
I'm basically just DPSing now. <laughs> Whatever. Works for me. Did you get usurped? Uh no. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't kicked out of healing. Like truly like okay, you know, you're done healing type of thing. But I think I do the most damage out of all the healers if I switch my class. Uh, so it's like a, we could really use the help here and not here. Yeah. Type like we need your damage. The healers can cover you. So go damage. And I do good damage when I when I actually play that spec, so it's fine. But it's like <laughs> Well, I guess I'm not healing that. <laughs> and I don't. I don't. Like I said, I don't mind it. I can do both just fine. But it's funny to, because Todd and I joke about it all the time. I'm the true swing between the healers and the DPS. Mm. Just whatever we need, I just bounce back and forth. I bring enough stuff with me to switch constantly if I have to, <laughs> and make it work. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been enjoyable. That's all I got. Hasta la vista. No. See you next time. I think it's hasta la vista. Hasta la vista is actually like see you never type of thing. I believe. It's meant to be the very long like goodbye. Hasta luego I believe is see you later. So that sounds good. We'll see you later. And whatever language you say it in. From wherever you're listening. Porque. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.